Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio, and to get every interview we produce without adverts, and before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. Albert Chappie Ferrer, professional Catalan, right back, Barca legend, Chelsea hero, was enjoying our chat, I like to call it a chat, but for him it was a religious experience. So much, they insisted on carrying on about what it's like to coach Barca legends. No, not just any old legend, he is the coach of Barca legends, which means that under his charge come players like Edmilson, and while we're on the subject of Brazilians, Rivaldo, remember him? Ronaldinho, remember him. Albert explains in this episode, part two of the big interview with Graham Hunter, what his coaching ideals are. And also, almost implausibly, he explains in detail why it is he'd like to come and coach in England or Scotland or indeed Ireland to get back on the pitch. Like many people who've been successful in their coaching career, he is not satisfied simply being a hugely valued television analyst or a coach of Barca legends. He's got an aspiration to use his knowledge, use his UEFA Pro licence to get back in the game. Not because he misses the, the nonsense that goes with coaching, because he can't help analysing, wants to teach and needs a chance at a club. It's his moment, I think. He's coached at Cordoba, for example, Mallorca, Vitesse Arnhem in Holland. Is a club near you needing a dream team member with a UEFA Pro licence? No, it's not me. Pay attention. It's Albert Chappie Ferrer. And here he is.
We've got socios, Stuart Saunders, asks a cool question. I must ask about the Dream Team. So many great names, Laudrup, Pep, Stoichkov, Koeman, Subisareta. But for Albert, who was the biggest personality? When you think back to that dressing room, which person, which anecdote jumps out? Personality, possibly Ronald Koeman. I think it's, he has a fantastic and a great personality. Always a nice lad. Not too close to you, not too far from you. Um, keeping distances, but uh, you could feel it. That uh, this uh, is a serious one. You know, obviously he had a very close relationship with Johan. Um, so it was kind of his extension on the pitch. Uh, but yeah, he was the one that really, you could see that he's, he's got a big personality. Tough mentality? Yeah, yeah, very tough. Um, he got a, a huge injury also, even worse than mine, which is he broke his Achilles tendon. And, uh, and he got back, so um, yeah, he's, he's a top, top, top player and a top person. Um, before we go to coaching, um, it's important to point out that you moved to... The circumstances we don't need, it's unfortunate. Van Hal was a coach who often told people to their face, now's your time to go. An unpleasant message... But um, you were offered the chance to move to Real Madrid, maybe even a couple of times. You were offered the chance to move to Paris Saint-Germain. I don't know how many offers you got, but you chose Chelsea, mm-hmm. partly because Luca Vialli, who's been a guest on this, mm-hmm. been a friend of mine for 20 years, phoned you directly. Mm-hmm. But overall, what were the things that influenced you both to come to Chelsea, but also to say no to other places? Um, okay, I call, uh, uh, I'll tell you very quickly the history of what happened. Um, since 1994, when we lost the final um, against Milan in Athens, uh, that was the turning point of um, getting rid of everything that it had to do with Dream Team and Johan Cruyff. And they do it slowly. Every single year, they, they sack a couple of players. Even through Zareta, the same... Starting that, that, that bus journey, right? Exactly, that bus journey back to the hotel... So, I think it was all more or less planned, um, Graham. And then in the 98, um, when, uh, 97, when Bangal arrived, he had a meeting with me. I remember Bangal there, myself and Nunez there. So, Bangal said to me, look, I'm not going to count on you. Obviously, he brought Reziger with him. No problem. Top guy. He said, I'm not going to count on you. If you can find a team, you can go. And then I, <laughs> I talked to the, to the Nunez, to the chairman, and said, Chairman, I've been playing the last seven years here every single match day, and now he comes and tells me that I can go. I mean, can you tell me why is that about? Because um, a different reason would be uh, if he tests you and you're not doing well or yeah. whatever. It was a message from the top to get rid of all this grief thing. Okay, so I stayed that season. Um, I didn't play in the whole half of the season, the no, first, half. first half. The second half, I played all. And my surprise was that after that season, I had the same meeting and Bangal... Because you won the title. Exactly. Um, but it doesn't matter the title. The fact is that I played the last 17, 18 games as a regular. First choice. And then I thought, let's see what he's going to tell me. He's going to tell me, okay, you're doing well, keep going. The same um, words at the beginning of the season. Um, if you can, get, you can have a team, you can go. He said, look, um, you're telling me the same of a, a year ago. I show you that you played me the last 18 games of the season. That I'm sure that you played me because I did well, and you can still get rid of me. Well, that was a message, as, as I told you. 
So Chelsea came along and um, Chelsea won the Cup Winners' Cup that, that yeah, summer. Against Stuttgart. And everything went through, obviously, Gianluca, uh, because Gianluca played in Sampdoria with Victor Muñoz. Yes. And Victor obviously knew me from Barcelona, so Gianluca asked Victor, we need a right back, what do you think of Chapi? He's been put in the transfer market, and, um, and that was it. He called me straight away, uh, directly, and, um, and he convinced me I went there. Premier League for me was, was a dream. Um, normally the Spanish players, we didn't go away that much in that time. No. Uh, possibly was one of the first. Yes. Possibly um, uh, the one who went to Tottenham, um, Najim was Naeem. one of the, be- of the first. Yeah. Uh, but then just I went there, uh, lovely league, lovely city, great experience to me, and I uh, really have good seasons there. Well, um, first of all, but I still have to ask you some Chelsea questions, um, but we're going to bridge into coaching, and it's a fact that you're the coach of the Barca Legends. Mm-hmm. And there are games coming up. Mm-hmm. How do you prepare for these sort of games? Explain to people what kind of players you're allowed to take, able to take. And it's a completely different format because players now are, are clearly fitter after their career than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, some players are, not all players. But you have to persuade some of them. Some of them need a fee. Not all of them are in the same shape as, for example, Belletti is. So... As a coach, that's an odd coaching position to be in. Well, with a coach, you have to deal with uh, two things, with disponibility, first. Availability. Availability, sorry, first. And then, obviously, you have to talk to the promoter. You call it promoter, the yeah. one. Uh, because, obviously, the promoter that buys the product and he wants us there to play a game, they obviously want some names. And, on the other hand, uh, I need to make a team. So, he thinks on names, I think in performances. So we need to find um, a middle path. Exactly, where everybody is happy. So, um, but it's good. I mean, I was very surprised how the players, despite being all friendly games and everybody doing, um, uh, not being professional linked to these kind of games, how they take it is, is unbelievable. At the moment that they get into the bus, it's like, um, it's like a normal game with, with the players. We were at the hotel, we have lunch, uh, we trained the day before. We have uh, technical meetings, yeah, yeah. so everything is fine with videos and stuff. So I, I try to prepare it as professional as possible. The only thing that you have to take care of with that is obviously the timing, the minutes. You can go up and down. You can come in and out. So, uh, but obviously, you, I prepare it like a like a normal game because you are, you play against another team. Normally, the teams that they play against us is once in their life, and obviously they bring young lads, so it's difficult to deal with. And you have to prepare the tactics for this specific kind of games and players. But uh, I, I prepare it um, the same as, as, a, as a normal who, who game. Who do you call on? Who, who are the players you call on? Because there's one or two quite good ones still. Oh, well, yeah. Um, we call players the likes of, um, obviously, Veletti, uh, Carlos Pujol, um, Rafa Márquez, uh, Avidal... Ed Milson, Mendieta, David, Ronaldinho. You've had a couple of Brazilians, although maybe not always together, but you've had R- yeah, Rivaldo the, the and Ronaldinho. Uh, well, Rivaldo and Ronic are legends in Barcelona. But you need to keep the balance. Simao, Julie, Eto, uh, I don't know, there's so many of them. When you're playing Real Madrid, I suppose that one of the things we talked before about you saying the, the base for every elite player is hard work. So not every elite player uh, looks after himself 
after retirement, but the majority now do. They're in this shape. Mm-hmm. Okay, they might live a little differently, mm-hmm. and now they can't do maximum sprints for 90 minutes for sure. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I believe you never lose is if you see the opposition colour, particularly if it's Barcelona Madrid, if you see the white shirt, it's like, for as much as you've got, it's fully in. Yeah, of course, of course, and, and, and the games are tough. Um, I mean, that's intensity, there's uh, tackles there, there, nobody wants to lose. Um, so, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but most of the games that we play, obviously, against Real Madrid is, is a top game for us, but um, we've played, well, in, in March, we're going to play Anfield, we're going to play Liverpool. We went to Brazil also to play a tournament. We played against uh, the national team of Bulgaria, 94. Um, they're uh, united Lechkov, together. Stoichkov. Exactly, all these. Jordanov, wow. We played Romania also, national team of that time. So, um, yeah, we played a small game against Inter Milan. So we played top games. Um, We're coming out of a bad time for sport and football in general because of the pandemic. But if you watch the golf tour, which is the seniors tour, mm-hmm. it's very lucrative, it's very big. Is there room for, uh, a, I don't know if I mean a league or a tour, but is there, is there a way to make this formalised now that so many players remain in brilliant shape yep. until 45, 46, yep. 47? Yeah, definitely. And I think this is... A step forward that someone has to make. I don't know if, if FIFA or UEFA. I think there's room for um, uh, for an ex-players competition. That's that's for sure, because most of them are are in good shape. And um, when we went to some of some countries, if if you sell well the product, uh, you you will attract people. Because, yeah. for instance, we went to India to play in Calcutta, thirty-five thousand people. So um, if you have a tournament where the ex-players of Barcelona, Madrid, Inter de Milan, Milan, Liverpool, Juventus, Chelsea face each other, um, I'm sure that they, the people sure. will respond. So yeah, that's, that's an initiative that I think has to, be, has to be taken in consideration. Before the rest of this big interview, I'd like to tell you that our entire archive of audio and video content is now on our new YouTube channel. We've begun filming all of our interviews, and there are already loads of clips with guests, including Rio Ferdinand, Connor Cody, Brendan Rogers, and Jamie Carragher, plus full interviews for you to watch and to share. Please do share with friends. Go to YouTube and search Graham Hunter or click on the link in the show notes to this episode and become a subscriber. I honestly think you'll enjoy it. Thanks. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So it's linked to the club that you love and it's, it's successful and it's new, but it's it's helped kind of put pause on your career. Yeah. So you're still working happily in La Liga Television. I think you like, love analysing. Yeah. But you've got coaching in your bloodstream. I can see that. Mm. You, you talk to me about it. It's evident that what you've done in Eredivisie, um, partic- maybe particularly with Cordoba taking them up, that, that feeling of, well, look, okay, as crazy as the, as the moment of coming up was, ah, the fruit of my work. Yeah, a return for all my thoughts, my ideas. You're still a little bit addicted to it. Britain attracts you. Anybody listening to you can hear that your English is tremendous. You, you, I notice you consistently improving it. You put work in <laughs> by taking down words. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. next time... Yeah, it helps, yeah. But next time it comes out. Yeah. It's not like, I'll write it down and next time it's there. So your English is really good. And, and Barcelona Legends has been a reason for saying, OK, I'm going to stop. But, but coaching, what's the... The route back to coaching for you, do you imagine? It's complicated, Graham. It's complicated. Um, I explained very quickly my experiences when I my first job was in Vitesse in first division. I was offered a, an extra an extra season. After that season, I had to turn it out because of personal issues. My wife just gave birth, and and it was not in a condition to to continue, unfortunately. And then I made it at Cordoba. We promoted from second division after four years to first division. Unfortunately, after eight games, I got, they get rid of me. So you do um, something historic, yeah. you take them up, and they give you eight games. Yeah, we didn't win any of these games. We drew four games, and the, la- and the other four, we lost them. But it was against Sevilla, Real Madrid, Valencia, and, and Malaga, who finished six, six that season. But, uh, but you know, uh, owners, they think that you promote it, and, and in ten games, you have to be fighting for Europe. So this is a bit ridiculous. But anyway... They changed manager, they went down anyway that, that season. And then when I went to Mallorca, similar situation. I had offers, a couple of three offers in, in Spain, even a national team away from Spain. Um, I didn't see them possibly what I was looking for. I put my name in a couple of clubs in Scotland, by the way. Yeah, quite was, right, too. It was turned we down. Need, we need men of quality like you. I remember no, it, was, it was turned down because what they said is, obviously, since my last job in yeah. Mallorca is five years gone, and, um, and they need, you know, um, people who's been coaching lately. But I'm not blaming them. I possibly, as an owner, I would do the same. But just the possibility, only the possibility to explain myself, you know. Um, and because you're quali- apart from your ability and your analytic ability, your qualification is top grade. It's the, yeah, U- it's the pro UEFA, yeah. UEFA pro license. Well, I did it with Pep Guardiola, Luis Enrique and all these. So stop, wait, wait, you, you did it with, so you came through Las Rosas under the UEFA badge with Luis Enrique, who's mm. currently the Spain coach, mm. with Guardiola, who's currently mm. you know, the most celebrated coach in the world. And, and yet you're not currently getting the opportunity to say to an owner or a director of football, this is what my ideas are, this is what my talents are, right? I just need that. I only need that. And then I might convince him or not. Uh, but because I'm very convinced when I explain my ideas, uh, he might possibly think about it. But obviously, um, 
there's no possibility because of this gap between the last job and, and now. But that gap was because uh, the project of Arsenal Legends really attracted me. And, and I'm happy here. I'm happy at home doing that, plus working on the television. But yeah, I want to get involved again. But um, I understand, as I said, if I was an owner, I could choose a manager who has been coaching last season and doing well, and a manager who has been coaching six years ago, despite being whoever he is, or, or getting what, got what he got. So um, I possibly would have chosen the other one. Too, is so. it too strong then? Because when that opening, when that conversation comes and somebody says, Albert, you're our, our man the likelihood is you're not taking over Manchester City. Mm-hmm. So you're taking over somewhere that the resources are not elite, elite. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can't say, here are my uh, coaching concepts. I-, I won't budge an inch because that's where you, you probably have to adapt. But to the, to the extent that you can, what are your, your base concepts in terms of what, how you would coach? Let's say you take over... Um, at the top of the English Championship mm-hmm. tomorrow because somebody says I've watched him in La Liga television I listen to his analysis I listen to his tactical acuity I want him what are the base points that you bring? My philosophy crime is basically if you look at the obviously not City because City is another uh, is another perspective because of of, of the players but it can I mean I, I, I play with Guardiola Luis Enrique so something that identifies me a lot is the way that uh, Luis Enrique coaches which is a team that he wants to be a protagonist that comes with the Barcelona philosophy we need to be protagonist protagonist means have the ball the initiative and dominate the games and not necessarily spend 10 minutes passing the ball side to side because football has evolved but being in charge of the game being, being the team that proposes and press high and I believe a lot on build from the back and being good balls to, to attack and, and have good quality but at the same time, I understand that football has changed, it's, it's spacey, you need to press, you need to defend as a unit, you need to, to do things a little bit uh, faster, but all based in movements and things that I learned in Barcelona, which is obviously my background. I think that the football that I live, uh, that I experience in Barcelona, that's my base, but uh, I need to, or I will adapt it to to modern times. I did it in Cordoba. When I went to Cordoba the first time, the first three games I played for for three like Barcelona, passing the ball, and I, and I saw that that was not going anywhere. So I had Maybe to, they weren't quite... The, the group of players weren't able to adapt to what you knew? Sometimes you ask for things that they're not ready to do. Um, and then you think a manager has to be clever enough to adapt to circumstances. So I adapted to the circumstances that I had to players. I changed the system and then from there we, we went better and we promoted. So um, you need to bring your philosophy, but you have to be clever enough to adapt to what you have and the philosophy of the club also. You're not going to go to a club that they, they launched 50 balls from the centre-back to the striker and then you ask them to play football because their philosophy is different. So you need to adapt to these things. That's why choosing the right club is important. And then something that we see every single match day uh, with you, Graham, um, the football nowadays, the games, they are not um, one game in 90 minutes. No. It's full of different games of 20, 25 minutes, first half, second half. So the managers nowadays, they have to be ready to play different systems. I think that's crucial. Need to react when the opposition reacts. And, and that's starting the opposition 
for instance, what Levante would do or what Real Sociedad would do if they are losing. But normally they change the system, they put this player, they started to play differently. So you have to know You're that. You're playing a little game with the manager. In advance. Although you can't open his head and see his mind. You've got so much that you're like, I know what you're going to do now. Exactly. I'm going to out-anticipate you. You have to guess what they're going to do, and you have to be able to react. You have to, be, you have to, prepare, um, you have to prepare more than one plan. So you have to be, need to have plan A, B, and C in modern football, uh, because the game is, is dynamic and it changes. And on top of that is, um, well, um, no fear at all. I mean, even if I have to work with this certain clubs, obviously because of financial situations, that they have to rely on the academies and bring up young players. I mean, I signed for Barcelona when I was 13. I went through all the ranks, so I'm happy to that. That's no problem to me. So um, I think I've got all the conditions, but the key of all this is someone, an agent or, or someone, who really puts me in front of the people who is in charge. Actually, I had a couple of meetings a few years ago. I'm not going to say the names of two clubs in, um, in championship. And one of them, uh, the chairman, after the meeting, he didn't, he didn't take me, but he asked me to send to him my... Presentation. <laughs> mm. Because I did a presentation of the strong and weak points of the team, what I would change, so I sent the presentation. I was happy to do it because I thought that was a it's step a forward. compliment, but th then give, give you the job, but it's, it's my... No, I thought it was a step forward, honestly. If the but chairman asked you for yeah, the presentation, yeah. say, well, I've got some opportunities here, but it doesn't matter. But that, what I mean is, with my presentation of, of my way of explaining what I do, I kind of convince him. Yeah. Ben didn't, didn't take me, but that's a matter. I, wanna, I need to get out of you. Why? I know. Ah, that's a good question. Listen, when I was in Mallorca, it was a bad time for me. It was about planification in, in precision. We didn't have any clear budget, how much to spend. So it was a little bit of a chaos. But I played better football than in Córdoba, but I didn't win games. So every time that I lost a game, um, that week I didn't get out of home, from home. And because I felt, I felt bad, I felt sad, I felt meaning that the manager life is like a roller coaster. I think with the time you, you adapt to these circumstances, but when you win, you're super happy. When you lose, you don't, you don't want to get out from home. Even affects the family. Um, but you have to live with that. It's a big roller coaster emotionally. But despite all that, I think it's is an extraordinary job. Um, I, I won a lot of trophies as a player yeah. at Barcelona. But the feeling that I had with Córdoba by promoting the team to first division, because that's my job. As a player, you are one more. And the job is manager's job, and you do what the manager tells you. As a manager, you plan everything, and if you succeed, it's really this very worth exactly, exactly. That's why I want to get into coaching again because it's what is what I love. I'd say that one of the things that will ensure that you adapt to British football when that opportunity comes <laughs> is that British football, since you arrived there, has changed so much. The adaptation of English and hopefully soon Scottish football has brought has not abandoned the concepts that every game is a war. Mm -hmm. yep. No contest, a war. Mm -hmm. But the level of preparation, whether it's the physios or the diet, mm -hmm. has changed to more to what you're used to. The, the public want to see players who, even how much of a warrior they are, they can cope with the ball and that they can think that mm -hmm. they've got intelligence. There's been a blending of everything you learned and played mm -hmm. yeah. 
with everything that I grew up with. And that blend is making British football powerful. Wouldn't you argue that you're prepared for it? Well, in fact, there's a lot of examples, in, obviously, in, in, in England. Um, for instance, Pep is, is possibly the best example of how he can bring this kind of football to England and cope on blend physicality, intensity, with tactical work, with nice football. So it can be done. Obviously, it needs players and time, but uh, it can be done in any team who is any team that's prepared to accept it. Because as I said, you're not going to go to a team that no. uh, plays long balls all the time. But it can be done and I'm ready to do it. So that's, that's not a problem. So I think since my last time I coached in Mallorca, I'm a much better manager because yeah. by watching so much football, yeah. you learn a lot. Our sponsors, Bet365, asked, what do you think is missing from the current Barcelona team that the Dream Team had? So not a player, a component, an idea. A Look, I'll tell you the difference. The Dream Team, we had a... A way of playing football very clear, but we kind of um, improvise sometimes. We were very direct. Um, so watching our games at that time, obviously, with Johan introduced some aspects that are still um, alive in modern football or in Barcelona, like offensive midfielders getting into the box, this running from second line and all this stuff, um, playing forward to get back on the other side. So all these things are still still last in Barcelona. Our time, um, we lose more balls. We were not as good in, in purely um, technically, you know, but we were very direct and we were very kind of um, looking for, we were very offensive. So we didn't care of um, losing a ball in a long pass because someone is making the run. So uh, directness, the directness can be done with playing with football because we play with football we build from the back so we had top players in midfield like Chiki, Eusebio, Guillermo Amor, Michael Ladrup so we could play with football but at the same time we were, very, we were more direct than now uh, we surprised uh, some teams we had very fast wingers so um, we, we were basically uh, very direct and this is something that it fits perfectly with modern football because it's as simple as I've seen Barcelona playing lately. Um, the ball Alba makes to Obama Yang on the weekend. That's it. A lot of runs into the, sp- into the box from midfielders, from strikers, and those balls now, they are being played. A few years ago, those balls never been played. Forbid them, basically. More or less forbid them. Just like he forbid shooting from distance because he thought that if it was properly worked, you could arrive and have an easy... On a few, a few games ago, Barcelona, um, crosses. They are, the, they are the first team in scoring from crosses. And this is something that you don't really think that Barcelona would be able to do that. This adaptation to modern football, Graham, crosses, um, long balls, but not long balls... Without a sense, no, you know. It's not pelotazos. It's not. It's for a reason. It's adapting to that, and you're ready for it. Also. Exactly. Thank you for joining the big interview. Thank you for listening to the big interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us 
at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.